On today's show, Britt Hockley hard launches her relationship with another international athlete, Addis Paul's crypto past comes back to haunt him, and Brooke Hogan's baby joy. Hello and welcome to Outspoken. It's your dose of the hottest influencer and pop culture news twice a week. I'm Kate Torber, and so it's just you and me today. That's right, but we all know that you've got a new name, but you also received another new name today, and that's Asshole. <laughs> yeah, so I think I explained in the last podcast, for those who didn't listen to the wedding podcast, I have decided to keep Kate Torber as my professional podcast name, but in my family life, I will go by Kate Turner. So I had to make the change on Facebook today and I felt like a little bit of a traitor to my family. I know I got a message from you with a crying face on it. <laughs> Kate, you got to explain this asshole thing though. Oh yes. Yeah, so I was called an asshole today via a note on my car. So we went out for brunch because I have got the week off and I went back to my car and there was a little note on it and I was scared it was going to be a parking fine but unfortunately it was something much funnier so the note was in cursive so I believe an older person wrote it and it wrote thanks asshole for moving bin onto the footpath how do you think the garbage collection can get to it I have your number prick I need to paint the scene though so we went to this beautiful cafe on Green Hill Road and it is hard to park. They don't actually have a designated car park. So we turned down this back street, which is in Unley, a beautiful area. It's quite Clearly a- with a lot of snobs it's got and a- old people. Yeah, it's a very affluent area. And so I was looking for a park and it's bin day, as this note has pointed out. There were blue bins all over the road and I found a park in front of a house. I then walk across the road. I see Kate is also struggling to find a park. So I moved the bin off the road onto the verge, onto the grassed verge. And I didn't feel like there was any garbage in it. Well, particularly because I said brunch, but we were there at like 12.31 o'clock. It really was a lunch date. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, the garbage has already been collected. I mean, to be fair, the bin shouldn't have been strewn on the road taking up car parking spots. The absolute kicker of this was I was worried going back to my car because I wasn't sure if we'd been there for longer than two hours. And I see this bright red note attached to the windscreen. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. I look at it and apparently I'm in a no permit zone. And then I click. Well, permit zone. Well, permit zone. Sorry. <laughs> you had no permit in a permit yeah, zone. <laughs> but to be fair, I couldn't see because there was bins fucking scattered everywhere. It was chaos. And it was out the front of someone's house. Anyway. Well, that's generally where a permit zone is. The- it's a suburban street. I think for people listening in Melbourne and Sydney, they'd be like, oh, permit zones in front of residential areas are normal, but not in Adelaide. Not in Adelaide. Anyway, but I have pieced it together because at the end of the note, it said, I have your number. So I reckon they rang the council to complain about you. They've sent someone down, realized that you're legally parked and then saw my car and thought, oh, got you. So thanks, Karen or Mr. Karen. I feel like this had a male tone to it. Yeah, I can't imagine a woman calling someone an asshole and a prick for just parking their car in a legal spot. I'm sorry, but do people have nothing better to do these days? And the worst thing was with my my fine, $72. Again, I think that's an Adelaide thing because we're used (laughs) to paying like $45. I know when I lived in Melbourne, I was shocked when I got a fine because it was around the $72 mark. Disgusting. Do you know what I also think with these people leaving notes on cars? What if that person driving the car, something terrible had happened in their life and they receive a note calling them an asshole and a prick? I know. Like, get real. I think it was clearly an, a retiree that had nothing better to do with their time. You know, I was writing the breakup chapter in a breakup, so that was not expected. That, wasn't, that was not the plan. The plan was supposed to be, I've been through breakups in the past, but look at me now. And now I'm like, oh, look at me now. Like, you know. 
Britt Hockley has hard-launched her new relationship with another international athlete, proving she definitely has a type. To refresh your memories, Britt dated Australian tennis player Jordan Thompson, but the pair split in late 2021. She also came second in the Honey Badgers series of The Bachelor, and he was, of course, a famous rugby player. Before we get into the news, Kate, would you say that you have a type? Look, I used to be into the bad boys, which is a bit embarrassing to say. I always used to pick people that I thought I could change or it was quite clear that they weren't interested in me and I had to work for their love. (laughs) Fortunately, I overcame that when I found my penguin. It cracked me up because in my wedding speech, mum did refer to Reese as my penguin um, because Reese is not a bad boy, I would say. I mean, maybe in his past relationships, (laughs) I don't know, but he's just so lovely to me. So I do think growing up, I did have that type. I've always liked dark hair and lighter colored eyes. What about you, Soph? Because I think your type is private school boys. <laughs> it's funny you say that. I definitely think with my first relationship, but that wasn't intentional. I didn't I didn't ever, you know, at school love. Well, Brandon went to a private school yeah, too. Yeah, so both of my serious boyfriends have been to private schools, but I wouldn't say that was my type. I think growing up though, our type was the surfy, beach blonde, spiky hair. But I think that was very of the time. Like all of the celebrities we liked or footballers that we liked fit into that ideal. I think though the funny thing is that you generally don't end up with your type. You have this pattern of dating maybe the wrong person and then you realize that, hey, this other sort of person is for you. And I think that's why Britt Hockley's relationship hard launch has been met with sort of two different opinions because I think people are worried about it because she got out of a relationship with Jordan Thompson who as you said was an Australian tennis player citing distance being an issue and now she's dating a soccer player that lives in Scotland the thing is I think that she's meeting this caliber of person because she is on the dating app Raya which for those who haven't heard of it it is a dating site for celebrities and influencers and it's really weird because it's not like Tinder where they put people who are in your geographical range. This is international. Well, so she's probably gone through some of the guys in Australia like mm, well, over that. No, no. It's funny you say that, Sophie, because I think they actually met on Raya when he was in Australia because he is a soccer player for the Scottish team Celtic and they were playing against Sydney FC, as I said, in November. I feel like we need to rewind a little bit because we need to introduce Britt's new boyfriend. So his name is Benjamin Seacrest and he's 30. And as I said, he lives in Scotland, but he is actually Swiss and he's a goalkeeper for the team. And I think Britt was trying to have a bit of a pun in her announcement because she wrote on Instagram from Paris with love. Think I may have found me a keeper. Hashtag hardest launch. I hate to be that person, but I do find it a bit awkward because I remember when she announced her relationship with Jordan Thompson and she did a similar play on words, but with tennis words like game set love or it was along the lines of that yeah the video was very cute that brit shared to hard launch this relationship she has been soft launching it for a while now so back in november when she was on the kyle and jackie o show filling in for jackie she did share that she was in the early days of seeing someone who wasn't australian and hinted that they had a bit of a profile And again, ever since she flew over to Scotland just after Christmas, she has been teasing her followers with very soft, launchy things. We've seen him in the background of her photos with his head cut off, wearing a life uncut jumper at a dinner. Love the support there, though. That's That's a big tip. Yeah, and a couple of weeks ago, a news publication did report his name because they freeze framed one of her reels that you could see him from the side. So it's not really surprising news. But I think what I was surprised about is how quickly this relationship has developed 
because she did say in her post that she was very happy and in love. And I do wonder what this means for Life Uncut and also for Laura and Brit's radio show. Because this week it was announced that Brit and Laura will be hosting their own radio show called The Pickup, which will be live every weekday from 3 p.m. to 4 p.m. So I'm wondering if it's going to be an instance similar to when Kate Lanebrook was on the radio and she was doing the show from Italy. Is Brit going to stay in Scotland and be there with her new partner mm. and well, just phone in? Well, it's kind of confusing because, as you say, the reasons for her most recent breakup were distance. Again, maybe she's decided that love is more important to her now than her career. I don't know. I am very happy for her. She seems to have had such a tough journey in finding someone, and I really hope that this guy is the real deal. I think it's hard because there's sort of this general opinion of athletes that they go through women and they're not trustworthy. Mm. But I'm hoping that because this guy's 30, he might be a bit more grown up than some of the others. He might be entering you know, the end of his retirement. We never know what they've discussed. Also, he might be quite open to moving back to Australia once his career is over. Who knows? Yeah, with athletes, I suppose once you hit 30, you're, you know, quite old. You're considered someone that's at the end of their career. I think it's great to see Brittany so happy. I think everyone is like her protective big sister, Mm. though. I think people are a bit wary because when she was dating Jordan Thompson, I think everyone thought, wow, she's found her penguin because she Mm. hadn't been in a serious relationship for 10 years. And I think we're all hoping that this really works out for her because she seems like such a beautiful person and someone that gives their heart so easily to a situation. I'm very interested to hear what she does say about her relationship on Life Uncut. We are recording on Wednesday because Thursday is a public holiday. So this story, I'm sure, will develop. We have a work event tonight, so let's get ready. Model and entrepreneur Brooke Hogan has shared the exciting news that she is expecting a baby with her husband, Miles, in July. Her baby announcement was extra special, though. I did get a little bit emotional watching this, and I don't normally with pregnancy announcements. I'm not really someone that's very maternal and into that kind of thing, but it was hard not to watch this and feel something because for Brooke, it hasn't been an easy journey for her in the reel that she shared with her pregnancy announcement. It was very clear that she had a tough road to get pregnant. So she showed herself doing hormone injections before IVF in hospital and also those moments where she filmed herself looking at her pregnancy test and it was negative. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've seen a pregnancy announcement like this before. It was very relatable for those who might be going through the same thing. And it gave me a shiver too. It was really raw and just beautiful because it doesn't come easily to a lot of women. And you sort of look at Brooke and her husband, they're both incredibly attractive. You know, Brooke's a model. And for some reason you just assume, oh yeah, their life's perfect. They don't go Mm. through anything. But then to see what was actually going on behind the scenes, you're like, wow. And it's obviously something that Brooke didn't feel comfortable sharing at the time with her audience. And it just shows how isolating having fertility struggles can be because most people don't want to share that with people because they're worried that they might not be successful. I really love the way Brooke went about this pregnancy announcement because I feel like it really normalized fertility struggles. And I think it could have been easy for her to just put up a joyful photo of her and Miles without sharing the personal struggles that she went through. But I think it will help so many people. And I really did love the caption too. She said, if you were experiencing fertility issues of any kind, I know how much it hurts seeing others share their news. Miles and I feel you, we see you, and we hope and pray that you too will be blessed with your little miracle really soon. This person became my manager before we even started dating and started taking a large percentage of my income. 
And then eventually, as time went on, it became 50%. TikToker and OnlyFans creator Michaela Tester has shone a light on ex-boyfriend Addis Paul's cryptocurrency past, alleging he scammed her and others of money. Sophie, as the official correspondence for the Paul family, can you tell me what's going on? Because this sounds wild. Yeah, there are definitely some salacious allegations being thrown around by Michaela Tester. <laughs> that sounded like a song, salacious allegations. <laughs> it kind of rhymed. <laughs> Well, I should copyright that. Now, in a video that has been deleted, Michaela Tester claimed that Addis manipulated her and scammed her out of 50% of her OnlyFans money for three years. So I need to put it out there. These are just claims by Michaela. They have not been substantiated and Addis Paul is yet to respond to these claims. These are pretty big allegations to make on TikTok. And it's quite interesting because it was only a couple of weeks ago that Michaela was pining over Mm. Addis and saying she'd never get over him. So this is definitely an interesting tack to take for someone that you want to get back she keeps chopping and changing with how she feels about him pretty normal for a relationship in your 20s now Michaela alleges that Addis came into her life when she was at a very vulnerable stage so she explained that she had just lost her father and she was struggling with her mental health so for those who don't know Michaela does have borderline personality disorder so Michaela said that she was new to making money and Addis quickly became her manager even before they started dating. And then when they started dating, she alleges that he started taking 50% of her OnlyFans income. I'm not a subscriber of Michaela's content, but do you think he was taking some of the income because he featured in it? Because I know apparently he and Michaela would film videos together, not sticking up for him, but it's just interesting to know how much of a cut does someone like that get? Well, I don't think he regularly was in her content. He claimed that it was because he was her manager, but she said as a manager, he did absolutely nothing. And she said that when she started to get upset and question the situation, it would lead to arguments because she said she had a number of friends who were in the same line of work and they weren't having a percentage taken from them. Here's what she said. This person that you idolize so heavily because you love their sister is not who you think they are. They aren't a good person, period, point blank. And I constantly get scrutiny every day. Oh my God, this person's so amazing now that they've left Michaela. They're such an amazing person. Remember when he was doing those asshole vids? That is his real personality. He had to stop making those videos because myself and other people that were associated with him were receiving a lot of backlash due to his videos. So he just stopped. It has nothing to do with me. She finished the video by saying she wanted to make it clear that she was only talking about Addis. The thing is, I think Anna and Addis come as a pair and I have seen a dramatic transformation in terms of his public profile and how he is perceived by others since he broke up Mm. with Michaela all for the better. Yeah, definitely. We will get into that in a little bit, but there was actually a second follow-up video. So in this video, Michaela accused Addis of stealing money out of her crypto wallet. So after her initial video calling Addis out, she claimed that a large chunk of money had been wiped from her account. She said her account had been deactivated and the email and phone number had been changed. Now she claimed it was so obvious it was Addis because he had all of the passwords. So was this after they broke up that he alleged? No, this was after the first video came out where she was calling Addis out. Oh wow, so she's alleging he did this in the last couple of days. Yeah, she was claiming that it was retribution for the first video. She also went on to allege that back in November, Addis successfully scammed thousands of dollars out of an account under Michaela's name. And when she realized, he tried to claim that it was his money. So they are some pretty serious allegations. And since these videos went out, Michaela's loyal followers have hit out at the pools. And I must say, this is despite the fact that Michaela still has not provided any solid proof. It's just hearsay at the moment. Now, a couple of days later, it's quite clear that the Paul's lawyers got involved, as you would. 
So Michaela's original video was gone and it was replaced with a video of Michaela reading what appeared to be a statement. And this video was really odd. She didn't give eye contact to the camera and she looked down reading it in a very monotone voice. So, And, And I feel like that's kind of expected because when you post something and a lawyer gets involved, they normally demand that you wipe the content and read a written apology. And the fact that she didn't give the camera eye contact makes it quite clear that the apology wasn't authentic. Yeah, well, in the video, she says that she's wrong and it wasn't Atus who stole money from her crypto account and it was, in fact, hacked by someone else. Wow. But she did also say that her other claims were true. Here's what she said. Three days ago, I made a video suggesting that my ex-boyfriend had stolen money out of my crypto wallets. Given his track record and the fact that he had access to these accounts, I automatically did assume that it was him. Turns out that I have just been hacked and the money has been stolen and withdrawn from my account from a third party. Police are involved and I don't know who or where the money is. Amongst me mentioning that I had suspicions of him taking my crypto money, I mentioned a few other things. And those things are 100% true. However, they would have never been mentioned online hadn't I have thought I had been stolen from by him a second time. It's funny because I feel like the polls really had no choice but to get lawyers involved, but it makes it more awkward that she had to renege on one thing but then <laughs> goes, nah, but the rest of it's true because yeah. I feel like both are just as bad as each other. Yeah, definitely. And it's just at a really bad time for the polls as well because I feel like Addis has done a really good job at moving away from the terrible name he had generated for himself in 2020 and 2021 and he has had this really dramatic rebrand and glow up so when he first hit the scene he was known as this cryptocurrency king and now he's known as this sort of sweetheart of tiktok his popularity has of course been bolstered by the fact that his sister is so popular and everyone loves her and i feel like now we see these really like thoughtful videos of Addis painting and being creative and traveling the world he's been putting across this really wholesome image And even his attitude to money is painted in this different way because they're always saying, oh, he doesn't like buying himself anything designer. He'll only buy it for other people. It's funny because I only knew about the polls when I heard that they had named their cat Nutsack. And I think that was probably around late 2020, early 2021. And I had a very low opinion of them. I thought that's disgusting calling Mm. calling your cat that. Now that I know more about them, I understand why they did it and I understand how much they love their cats. Mm. But I think at that time, Addis was not putting out a good impression of who he is. No, it was completely different as Michaela touched on. It was his dickhead phase. So we actually did do (laughs) a number of segments diving into Addis's promotion of cryptocurrency. So I listened back to an episode we did in May 2021 and I'd actually forgotten a lot of this shit. So Addis launched a private group on OnlyFans called Crypto Ball Runs. Oh, yes. And it cost $49.99 a month for users to gain access. $49.99 yeah. a month. So it was for users to gain access to his advice on cryptocurrency. So in the description, it said users would get advice on must-have coins to add to their portfolios and he would give daily updates on coins that he was recommending. Now, this is, of course, despite the fact that he has no background in finance whatsoever. He did claim, though, that he had been researching cryptocurrency for a very long time and spent upwards of 10 hours a day looking into it. I do love when influencers say that they've been researching stuff because it's like, you mean Googling? Yeah. <laughs> he also made some very grand claims saying that he had made over $38,000 from a 10K investment in 
in a coin which caused him a lot of trouble. The coin was Hush Coin. So for those who don't remember at the time, Addis, Michaela and Anna Paul were all promoting the coin widely across their TikTok accounts. These videos are actually starting to resurface after Michaela's claims. Here's a snippet of what Anna Paul said about Hush Coin. Atlas told me to invest in this one coin last week where he's like, and I put money in this, this is going to go up. I can see it. And I'm like, okay, I'm up $40,000 in the last seven days because Atlas told me to put money on that coin and everybody in his group is up as well. I was really shocked when I saw this because I didn't know that Anna Paul was involved in this whole cryptocurrency promotion. I do remember at the time she was, but I think it was more, it seemed like she was doing a favor for her little brother. But again, it's a massive favor when you have such a large following Mm. and surely she was realistically getting cut from it. Mm. Some more videos were also surfacing of the type of lifestyle that Addis tried to portray. So in one video, he showed him and his family on a $6 million yacht. And in the caption, he said, when you make 140,000 on crypto in three days, so you take your mum on a $6 million yacht. It's not flexing if you're helping people in your crypto group do the same thing, (sighs) right? God, it sounds like such a pyramid scheme. The thing is, we've got to remember that all of these things were happening during the pandemic because I think influencers were very different pre-pandemic mm. and post-pandemic. We've seen male influencers change from flashing their cash around to then showing a more vulnerable side. So I still I'm don't unsure. think it's acceptable though because Addis later admitted that they were hired by Hushcoin and paid money to promote this coin. I'm not saying it's acceptable, but I think I part of his rebrand also has probably been due to the pandemic and how people react to influencer content these days. Well, Michaela said his rebrand had a lot to do with the fact that they were copying a lot of hate over the way he was acting and she and a couple of friends sat him down and said, you can't be making these mm. videos anymore. And I think it also had a lot to do with this Hushcoin incident because it came out that the Pauls were being paid a lot of money to be promoting this coin and they were apparently told that a lot of other big celebrities would be part of the marketing of it. And Addis soon realized that they were the major draw cards of this campaign and there were no other big names involved. So that saw the coin plummet and consequently a lot of their fans lost out big on their money. And these sort of marketing schemes have been in place with cryptocurrency before, and they're known as pump and dump schemes. So this is where big celebrities get involved. They throw their support behind the coin, invest their own money. But then as soon as it builds up momentum, they pull out their money and then all their fans lose money. So that's why there was a lot of public backlash towards Addis. And if you think about who their fans are, there are a lot of school kids who probably don't have much money. So for those school kids to lose a couple of thousand dollars, it was would have been huge in their world. It is really hard to watch this all play out online because we've got to remember these are normal people, two young people. And Michaela has shared that she has struggled with her mental illness. She has borderline personality disorder, which would be very difficult to navigate when you are online sharing your life. Well, for those who don't know, it is a mental illness that severely impacts a person's ability to regulate their emotions. So this loss of emotional control can increase impulsivity, affect how a person feels about themselves and negatively impact their relationship with others. Can you imagine having such a big platform and suffering from this mental Mm. illness? Because you would just impulsively post anything like a pot shot at someone and then be like, shit, I shouldn't have done that. I really hope that she does have some good friends around her because sadly, as we learned from her Christmas Day vlog, she doesn't have family support. And I really feel for her. It's really sad watching this all unfold online. And Whilst it is unclear at this stage what is true and untrue in her statement, it is clear her decision to make these videos was a very impulsive one because even if this information may be true, 
it's still defamatory and she is coming up against quite a large force in the polls. I know that, of course, Michaela has her own money, but the polls also have a huge deal of support and they also have that family support with one another. And I do feel for her because I feel like she does keep changing her mind about Addis. So well, if she's yeah, it's kind of unforgivable to put that shit out there. Well, if it's, she finds it hard to regulate her emotions, it's clear that she is feeling very much wanting to get back with him and then mm. you get frustrated so you then lash out. It seems quite attention-seeking. I think that she really wants to speak to Addis and maybe this was her way of trying to do that. Now, Addis and Anna haven't publicly commented on this video It's clear that their strategy is to ignore the drama and rise above it. But do you think they should be commenting and putting something out there? I think it gets messy when people start commenting. I think it's clear that they have told her to renege on what she said and she's put the apology out there. I just personally, if I was their PR manager, I would say just ignore it because I think if they give it more airtime, people will continue to dig up dirt on Mm. Addis and continue to push this negativity. Unfortunately, I think society treats women as in they're happy to hear a bit of gossip to begin with. But then if someone keeps harping on and on and on about it, you're kind of like, oh, just shut up. We don't want to hear it anymore. It is quite disturbing, though, because if these allegations are true in regards to Addis taking 50% of Michaela's money, it is quite shocking. And I do feel for her because he has totally rebranded himself to the point that people don't even remember the dickhead character he was. And it's hard to decipher, is he this cryptocurrency dickhead or is he this really nice guy? I think that's unfair though, because we call it a rebrand because he's on social media. But if he was just a normal person, we'd call it growing up. Like, mm. Which one is it? Well, I do think that's all we've got time for today. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Outspoken. This podcast was recorded on the traditional land of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains. We pay respect to their elders past and present. If you have enjoyed today's show, could you please make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts and also Spotify? And please make sure you do mention it to a friend because that's the way our podcast grows. 